1: Back to Don V Fridays, it is <laughs> Cinco de Mayo today. we're recording this. Um, I'm not Hispanic, I don't really celebrate Cinco de Mayo, but salute to all our Latino brothers and sisters, uh, live it up, live it up my people. How you feeling today, Drew?
2: I'm doing great, man. It's my last week of school, and then uh, I got like two weeks and I start my new job in Detroit. So, pretty excited about that, but we got a full slate of Virginia Tech. And a couple other things to talk about, so it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good podcast. It's
1: gonna be a great podcast. Um new sponsors, new sponsors, take line, sports, culture, takes, take line has it all. Take line is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy Winner.
0: What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have?
1: Jason Concepcion, and former WNBA champ, Renee Montgomery. That's a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, controversies, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow now to listen. Follow now to hear Take Line every Tuesday, wherever you get your pods. And then locker room, it's a live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free, download to use. You can talk to fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Um, you can. It's it's an app. It's like Clubhouse. It, it, this is getting bigger and bigger on the internet, where it's like Twitter Spaces and. You know, people like to convene and talk sports and debate. Obviously, sports debate is what a lot of people do. So, you can go to – you can download the Locker Room app for free at the iOS app store. You can create a profile, link your Twitter. You can join leagues, groups, X, Y, and Z. Um, Like I said, man, uh, Locker Room app is on the iOS app store. NFL Draft. Went down last week. Hokies were drafted. Um, big week for Virginia Tech as far as uh, being in the spotlight, per se. Um, before we talk about the Virginia Tech side of the draft, and this is a Virginia Tech-related podcast, uh, how did your team make out? How, how'd you, Did you like the draft? Did you hate the draft? How did you feel about your draft?
2: I love the draft. Bengals went Jamar Chase at five, and um, I think a lot of people outside of Cincinnati didn't like that pick. They thought it should have went to, like, Swell or something like that, Um, but reuniting Burrow with Chase, I think, was the right idea. And um, for the people that don't know much about, like, the Bengals offensive line, everybody thinks the Bengals offensive line is garbage, but they just – they just signed a tackle in free agency, and they their best player on the line is also a tackle, Jonah Williams. So, like, if you're going to draft Swell at five, he's going to play guard at least for the first year. And I'm really not trying to draft a guard at five when you can take basically the best wide receiver that you're probably going to see in the next couple of years. So I like that a lot. Um, but what did you think about, you know, the 49ers going Lance instead of, you know, Fields or Mac Jones?
1: I won the fields. I think I think I made that public. But as long as they didn't draft Mac Jones, man, I can live with it. I could uh convince myself to get in the uh Trey Lance. You don't you don't get offered, you don't have a choice between a Ferrari and a Honda Civic. And you say give me the Honda Civic because it's an automatic. I know how to drive that. I don't want to learn how to drive a stick so I can have a Ferrari. I'd rather just give me the Honda. Mac Jones is a Honda Civic. And, yeah, a Honda Civic can get you to work every day. But that's all it can do. Man, we trying to be on some flash shit, man. They didn't fuck it up. And Kyle Shanahan ain't a dumb fuck. So, good draft for me. And also, when we picked up Trey Sermon, the running back from Ohio State, and Aaron Banks, the offensive lineman from Notre Dame, that lets me know we still want to run the ball. We ain't trying to evolve and turn into Kansas City, no. We going to stay running the ball. Doing what we do, so um, it's not an A plus draft for me, but it's like a B plus draft for me. Yeah,
2: no, I completely agree. I liked your guys's draft a lot. I personally, I thought it was gonna be Fields when like up until the draft started. I didn't see like why Fields would draft. I mean, I mean, fall in the draft. If you like just watched him play, I thought he was a better player over Lance. But I think Lance can still be good and can still. I think Lance can be a really good quarterback in the league. He's definitely way better than Mac Jones. Um, but in terms of Sermon, I like that pick a lot, too, because I thought Sermon was a great running back uh, even last year. I mean, he put up, what, over like 200-something? Was it 300 yards yes. against Northwestern? Um, it
1: was Western definitely guy, over 200. Yeah. Um, but he's and Especially guy. when we got running backs that's in and out the lineup every week. So we need somebody to bring it home sometimes.
2: Exactly. So I think he could be a good rotational running back. He could even be the main guy, too, in a couple of years.
1: Yeah, yeah. But let's move over to the Virginia Tech side. Obviously, Caleb Farley went. Well, I don't even want to say obviously Caleb Farley went first because he was falling down the boards because of his injury. But surprisingly, Caleb Farley was the first Hokie off the board. He went 22nd to the Titans. Do you think the Titans reached? Do you think Caleb fell exactly where he needed to fall? Uh, do you think he's too low?
2: Yeah, no, I think I think around twenty is is where you draft a cornerback like like Farley because he has he has the upside to be better than any of the other cornerbacks that were drafted. But at the same time, he could be one of those players that uh, has some issues and doesn't really get to play. I think his ability though and his upside is too high for you to pass on if you're like a team like the Titans, um, especially since they just let go of uh, Dory Jackson, they needed a quarterback. So I think it was a good pick for them. Um, I was happy to see Caleb Farley go in the first. Cause I think his talent level is just too high to pass on. So, but that's just my opinion on it. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I was, I was happy. He got picked up in the first round just off the fact that they did the shit where he had COVID and, he didn't have COVID. I know he had a stressful week, so I just I was more relieved. But I I think he went exactly where he was supposed to go in the twenties. I think he was the third corner taken behind J.C. Horn and Pat Sertan. Um, I think during the whole process, people thought that that's how that was going to shake out anyway. So salute to Kayla Farley. I think he I think the Titans got a a starter for many years at the very worst. I think I think at the very worst he'll just be a starter there. And um but he got the potential to be obviously a beast. So you know I think they got him I think they got him at the right place.
2: Yeah and they're also I mean the Titans are the Titans are a playoff team. They've a playoff roster and they can afford to take chances like that, you know, on a player like Caleb Farley. So I think for them it's the right pick. It's kind of like a luxury pick where if he's all right, all right, whatever. But if yeah. he's really good, then that was, that was a great pick. And you're looking back, and you're like, wow, they made a f- fantastic pick.
1: Yeah, I think when it comes to the Titans, they needed a pet. Pa- like, they lacked a pass rush last year more than anything. Yeah. Like, I think but they could barely get back.
2: Pass rushers, too, too in the first round.
1: I still would have took one. But shout-out to the Titans. Shout-out to Caleb Farley right after that next the very next pick Christian Darrisaw went to the Minnesota Vikings the 23rd pick you think yeah. that was a reach, right where he was supposed to be too low i think that was How perfect feel about that?
2: perfect by the vikings cuz vikings were uh apparently that was their whole plan was to get darrisaw and um and they traded back to 23 and picked up, up i think a third and maybe a fourth round pick as well and then and then got the player they still wanted at, what is it, fourteen? Where they started twenty twenty like twenty three. Yeah, and then so boom moved back to twenty three and and grabbed darso, So I think that for them that was a great pick. I've I've seen a lot of uh people online saying that that was one of the best picks of the first round because they basically got like offensive tackle two maybe three at at twenty three. So good for them. I think he's gonna be a really good pro as well. I think he's gonna do a good job there.
1: Yeah, I think I think uh same thing. I think Derisaw fell at the right place. He tackled with a second tackle, but he's going he's going to Minnesota, but obviously with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a quarterback that gets the ball out quick. He's not looking to hold on to the ball and take sacks and make people look bad. He's going to get the ball out quick, and I think Derisaw in a quick passing offense, he's going to hold it down. In the NFC North, I'm trying to think of the best pass rushers in the NFC North. He got to face the Packers. Oh, they got the Z- Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Bears. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I think – He does got to face,
1: face Khalil, Mack. I think
2: Darceau is going to be playing – I think he's going to be playing left tackle. Right, right tackle, left tackle. Left tackle. He can play both.
1: That's the crazy yeah. shit. Like, well, I think on, he can play both tackle positions.
2: I do too. I think if he's on the they right can,
1: – They can move him wherever they need him, really. Right. He's also, I think, but uh, he would have to face Khalil Mack at some point, right?
2: He's definitely better against the run too, and with Dalvin Cook, they're trying to get the
1: ball. So, right with Dalvin Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, they definitely got a potent rush, rush attack. And like I said, Kirk Cousins is like he's he gets the ball out quick, so he ain't gonna have to hold. Even if he is matched up against Khalil Mack, he don't got to do too much against Khalil Mack. Hold that motherfucker for two seconds because perfect, get the ball off. Uh, Divine Diablo went in the third round, the 80th pick to the Las Vegas Raiders. Do you think that was a reach? Do you think he fell too low, or do you think that was right where he was supposed to go?
2: I think, once again, I think it it was right where he was supposed to go. We talked about this a little bit before the Virginia Tech Pro Days, but we basically said, like, he's – He's basically like a third to a fifth round player. And depending on how his pro day goes and what he runs could determine where he slots up. And I think with the numbers that he produced in terms of his 40, I think that led him up to exactly where he got picked, which was third round and 80th overall. Um, And I think he gets a lot of playing time at the Raiders. I think he's going to be a a great pro as well. So I think it was right where he was supposed to go.
1: I think, I think they reached, but I don't think they reached too crazy. I'm not here to say Diablo was like a sixth round that they reached for. Maybe they could have got Diablo in the fourth. And then you talking about Vegas. John Gruden and them have been drafting safeties for the last three, four drafts. Like maybe they plan on playing Diablo as some nickel linebacker or something. Who knows? Who knows what the Raiders are doing? I, I think they reached. I think Diablo would have been there in the fourth. Um, I'm Diablo is a size, speed, like he looks the part, but I don't know. I I've never been the biggest Divine Diablo fan yeah. at Tech, so, so you know maybe people might look at this shit different. But um, I just I think Diablo if Diablo was like smaller, he wouldn't have got drafted just off off like film that. alone.
2: Exactly. Right. It's definitely his size. His size definitely plays a big a big part of his draft stock, so...
1: But, but shout out to sense. Diablo for getting the bag, though. I don't want to make it seem like I'm hating
2: him. Right. I mean, out of all the teams that would reach for him, I think Raiders makes the most sense, because Gruden likes his guys. Like, he'll draft a player a whole round ahead of maybe where they're supposed to go, just because he likes the guy. And they, they the Raiders right. did that in the first round with Leatherwood, who was supposed to go in the second, so...
1: Right, John Gruden is yeah. shout out to John Gruden, man. We salute the finesses of all our liars and scammers. Shout out to John Gruden, man, stealing all that money. Ten year, hundred million dollar contract. Shout out hey, shout out to you, my boy. Khalil Herbert goes in a sixth round. Two hundred and seventeenth pick. Chicago Bears. Do you think that was just right? Too low? Do you think they wait? Well, you can't reach for a motherfucking sixth round? Do you think he was just right or too low?
2: Uh, the, the thing is, I think he's, I think he's a great running back. I think he could be a good pro, but running backs in the NFL are so like, their value is terrible right now. I mean, even, you know, Trey Sermon's value was pretty low for being as good as he was. So I think I I wasn't surprised when he went in the sixth round, I think he kind of slipped a little bit farther than people thought, but he could be the mm-hmm. third back for the bears and they like to change up their backs a lot. So he could get some playing. Time. I, I hope he plays and does well. I think he makes the roster, so but it it kinda made sense that he win the six just because he's a running back.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought he failed. I thought I thought Herbert would go in the fifth ring. Um so I, I did think he I think he went too low, but Herbert is he's gonna catch on to a team. It might not even be the Bears. And I think Herbert is going to have one or two decent seasons in the NFL before he either, you know, gets lost in some running back rotation somewhere or something like that. Because Herbert has like an Alfred Morris type skill set, and that's not in any way disrespectful. Alfred Morris was a one-cut runner. Like he, one-cut daylight. And sometimes he was fast enough to get away from everybody, and sometimes he wasn't. But... Like, one cut, they like, I think Khalil Herbert's feeling, like, let's say Khalil Herbert hits his absolute peak. The peak one cut God was Frank Gore. I mean, with Emmitt Smith, but I ain't grew up with Emmitt Smith. I grew up with Frank Gore because I'm a 49er fan. If Herbert is, if he exceeds everything, the God one cut runner is Frank Gore. So, somebody's he, Herbert's going to get into somebody's system. It might not be with the Bears. It might be with his next team. Right, and he is going to, I think, in the right zone running, zone blocking scheme, with 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 Herbert's vision and patience, he'll be the next one cut guy. But his floor is Alfred Morris. And Alfred Morris had a couple good years in the league.
2: Yeah, I think he definitely has some good some good years in the league. Don't get me wrong. I I just think the reason that maybe he went to the, in the six was just because of running back value in the way that teams see that. But, no, I think you're totally right. He carried, basically carried Virginia Tech last year. And um, I'm sure he's going to have some good years in the NFL as well, and I hope he does.
1: Yeah, man. That, um, and then that was it for the draft picks. Justice Reed signed on with the uh, Seahawks. No, with the Titans. I don't think he's going to make the team. But I hope he enjoys his summer vacation down there. Oh God, speed to you, Justice Reed. At least he can say. At least he can say he touched it for a little bit for the NFL. That's a dream to put on a fucking NFL helmet for a lot of people. A lot of people don't even get to put that helmet on, so he can at least say he touched it. Uh, Jerry Hewitt, Seahawks. You can at least say you touched it. Um, that's it for the NFL. Hokies. I I don't think uh, any of the undrafted people are going to see. Anything past a first or second preseason game. I don't even think Rashad Ashby got an undrafted free agent offer. Have you heard anything about Rashad Ashby since? No, I haven't heard
2: anything about him. Nothing. It's been super quiet. So I don't think, I don't even think he's going to, he might not even get an offer.
1: He might not even get an offer. And it's sad because Rashad Ashby two years ago was one of the best linebackers in the ACC. No cap. He was one of the best linebackers in the ACC. And last year, he was kind of oh, he was out of shape. He looked slow. He's not the tallest guy anyway. He's probably five nine. You know, he's not the tallest player. And you combine that with being like overweight and kind of slower foot. So, what could you do with him? You can't put him in coverage. He, he you can't really blitz him in the NFL. It wasn't. It wasn't really much they could do with them. Um, I don't yeah. know. Shout out the. Shout out to Rashard Ashby though. Shout out to him. Yeah,
2: I mean, it, it's tough as a linebacker to if you're if you if as a linebacker if you're not athletic and big in the NFL right now. It, I mean, it's hard. To, oh, yeah. It's Hard to get you on a team. Really hard. There was a, there was a guy yeah. from from Florida who one of my best friend one of my friends is like best friends with. Um, his name's David Reese. He played at Florida for, I think. I think he started three years. He might have started four years. He went to the NFL last year and went undrafted, signed with the Panthers, and now he's completely out of the NFL. And he he was on, like, the All-American list for freshmen when he was a freshman at, at Florida. And it's just tough as a linebacker to make it in the NFL. So, I don't know. I don't, it's going to be a real upward battle for uh, Rashard Ashby to make it.
1: Yeah, linebackers got it hard because – especially these days, because now you're asking linebackers, like, hey, that's Travis Kelsey. Can you, like, cover him? Um, yeah, that's Derrick Henry. Can you, like, stop him? Like, not just tackle him. We need you to stop him. Yeah. You know, and now all the quarterbacks can run, too. So, oh, by the way, <laughs> can, you chase, yeah, can you chase the quarterback around half the game and then have enough energy to cover Kelsey in the fourth? Like, God bless the linebackers, bro. They got it rough. Yeah. Yeah.
2: If you're not like one of the top guys on the linebacking unit for a team, you're supposed to be special teams, and you're supposed to be one of the best special teams players. So if you're not there either, then you're not really going to make the 53.
1: Right. Well, somebody who is going to make Virginia Tech's team, we got some news coming in today. Tyrell Smith will be coming back for his seventh season. As a Virginia Tech Hockey, obviously he had injuries and registered and all kinds of things happening, and he is back. It's been a while. This man time. has played, <laughs> this man has been at Tech. He's going into his seventh year at Tech. We are entering Justice Reed territory. No, we're at Justice Reed territory. As far as just being an old head playing college football, is this is this big news? No news? Some kind of news? What I we mean, at on I the Tyrell Smith it, saga? It's some
2: kind of. I mean, it's something that some sort of news, but I don't think it. I don't really think it does anything for the team. I mean, he he was he was in the 2015 cycle. He was with like guys like Mook Reynolds and Javon mm-hmm. Hill. I mean, some guys that have been gone for a long time, I don't really think think he really does anything. Do you think he's even going to, like, play this year or start?
1: He'll be in the rotation. He'll he'll be in the rotation. They'll rotate him in. Starter, doubt it. Um, I think think it's just a depth move. Because of his age? I think, I mean, that's just what they do, rotate people is. I think that's the only reason. Right, so
2: I don't think he's really going to play all that much.
1: Right, I mean it's a, I mean, if anything, it, it says to the level of recruiting or lack thereof that they had to bring back Tyrell Smith for a seventh season just for death. That I mean, you can't just lose three starters on your offensive line and two of them to transfer, and one one obviously Darius off to the NFL draft. But you can't just lose. Two four star starters on your old line, and not have the proper depth to you know replace and back up what you're replacing them with. So, right. yeah, they had to they had to go back to the Tyrell Smith Fountain. Um, His, uh, like I said, I don't I don't think it's news. I just think it speaks to the level of recruit, especially so many offensive linemen in the portal. They go get the Johnny Jordan. The kid from Maryland who looks like a fan—he's starting this year. Uh, so you,
2: you think the offensive line is gonna be a big problem this year? Like, it's gonna take a big step back.
1: I think so. I mean, you can't lose what we lost. They're moving. I think they're moving Brock Hoffman to what right guard? Because the Johnny kid is playing center. Um, the Johnny kid is gonna start center or whatever. And moving Hoffman to like right guard, so I believe, I definitely believe that the offensive line is going to take a step back from last year, without a doubt. Yeah, I pulled up uh, Tyrell
2: Smith's uh, like bio on Virginia Tech like like their website, and it says for 2020 played played in 10 of Tech's contests. Dot 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 was utilized mostly on the punting unit. And well, the, pun-
1: the punting unit just gained another gym. Um, <laughs> shout out to Tyrell Smith man me and Tyrell Smith the same age so we're not the same age by the way I'm old as shit but Tyrell Smith is also old as hell he's gonna be the only dude out here he's gonna be complaining about knee problems but not just from injuries he's just old as shit my boy Tyrell Smith you should be working a job right now my boy that shit is over with you know, sometimes you gotta give up them dreams, man. You know, people supposed to say you supposed to support people, support people in their dreams. Fuck your dreams, dog. You a grown ass man. You not nineteen, bro. You not even twenty one, bro. You old as hell. UPS <laughs> is hiring, my boy. The fuck is you doing? Motherfuckers you know, out here, man. Grown ass man, all oh, out here. You better go drive fucking DoorDash or something, my boy. How are we? What else is going on in the news? Devin Hunter released a statement. He's accepting so he's accepting the plea. Shout out Devin Hunter. I hope he I hope he turns
2: his I hope he turns his life around and plays football again. I hope he's a Virginia Tech, but I don't know if that's gonna happen. But I hope for the best for him.
1: Yeah, um the Devin Hunter situation, he seems to be taking some accountability in the situation that went down. I still don't know what exactly happened. I remember it was alleged that he choked the, choked the woman or choked his, choked somebody in his family or something. I still don't know, but he obviously taking a plea deal is acknowledging he did something wrong. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, uh, it, I think
2: it's, Court date was scheduled for like August or something like that, but um, I guess, I think they said something about like next week. There's gonna be more information that comes out about it.
1: Yeah, I don't know much about the Devin Hunter situation, so I mean, I mean, hopefully he he uses all this, learns from it, and um, can continue playing football, which more than likely he end up at Marshall because uh. Marshall's history. They love it. if you fuck up at Virginia Tech, you, there's always a spot for you at Marshall. So um shout out to Marshall for taking Virginia Tech fuck ups. <laughs> and shout out to shout out to Tron Martinez. He played at Marshall. He was from Virginia. And um he from my hometown. He was a great running back. He played for Hampton High School. And um he was cool with some dudes that was active in the streets and um a Rico case came down on them dudes and from Martinez was in that Rico case. He did have to give information up. I'm not down in Charles Martinez. He's an athlete. He was not active in them streets like that. He was an athlete mixed up with the wrong crowd and it was his future on the line. The people he was running with didn't have no future. He did. Um, and he had to give up some information. I ain't gonna get into the extent of the information he gave up, but uh, he did have to give up some information, but with that, he was able to continue his life. He ended up playing at Marshall, so shout out to the Marshall Thunder and Herd, man, taking chances on Virginia fuck-ups. When, when Virginia turns their nose up at these kids, Marshall always got a space for them, like C.J. Reeves or Devontae Beckett or whoever. You fuck up in Virginia, it's a spot for you at Marshall, so Salute think, to them.
2: Uh, do you think Virginia Tech kind of did Devin Hunter wrong? Do you think we do you think the coaching staff used him in the wrong way
1: in a football sense? Yeah, um, I'm gonna say no because they tried him at many different positions. Um, he he was in a linebacker type whip. He was a whip. I'd have seen him rush to try to rush the passer. They they. They put him behind Reggie. Wait, they he, they were going to put him behind Reggie Floyd. Um, eventually, get to a point where like, what can you do? Um, I think it was it wasn't the physical aspect because he was like he was like the Diablo almost size speed. When you see him, you like Jesus Christ, that's a football player. But it was like it was I guess the mental parts when they put him when they put him in the uh, whip. He definitely. You could see him out there thinking too much. So, right. Maybe the next coach puts him out there and they just like, yo, fuck it. Just be Michael Parsons and just whoever got the ball, just kill a. Maybe he can excel in that type of role. But because thinking the game, obviously, was fucking them up. Do you
2: think they ever should have tried to use him at running back or on the offense somewhere?
1: I remember that was a, um, they would, that was definitely starting to go around, but, um, I don't know. I, I honestly could. I honestly don't have an answer to that question.
2: Right. So do you think he's probably just gonna end up at Marshall or some other some other school? He's
1: definitely going to Marshall. He's he's Marshall. He's going to Marshall. I'm not. I, I haven't spoken to him, but we're gonna go off of uh, history and how things normally work. Hmm. He'll be at he'll be at Marshall. Right. One hundred percent.
2: Well, best of luck to him, cause I hope he, I hope his career in, you know turns around and he does well, and hopefully maybe makes it to the NFL. That'll be cool to see.
1: Right, he'll def he'll definitely get a NFL look. Now it's gonna be late round, and he has character red flags. I mean, I don't want to make it seem like he made a mistake, cause when you choke a motherfucker, I ain't never choked somebody on accident. So he definitely has some anger shit or. Some shit he need to, you know, some some behavioral issues that need to get sorted out. Hopefully, he has been sorting those out while he has not been playing. But um, yeah, yeah, he'll but he'll still get an NFL look because I mean, like the man looked like a brick shit house, you know. He's big, as you know. Player he player looked player. like he looked like he should be playing football for somebody. I don't know what he been doing in jail, you know. But, you know, motherfuckers like him, Diesel, going to jail, they come out of jail even more diesel, like too strong. Right. Maybe he need to lose some of that jail muscle, you know, and get more fluid because that was the problem when he was a football player. Like, motherfucker was diesel, but he wasn't fluid. So.
2: Yeah, it was hard for him to change directions, I remember, at safety. Yeah,
1: maybe he needed to get some more fluidity. You know, I don't want to hear no shit about he was fucking with the boys up in there because they help you. They help you loosen your hips up in jail. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they help you with your hip fluidity up in the booty house. We all know. <laughs> you, know you know, shout out to people in jail, man. Like, they be making jail look so fun on Twitter and Instagram. I be wanting to go sometime. I ain't even hold you. I think I do all right in jail. What else going on? There was there was a DBU debate on the timeline.
2: Yeah, that was interesting. So first off, what what are your opinions on Virginia Tech being DBU when they were DBU, where they are now? What do you think about this as a whole?
1: I think at one point, I think Virginia Tech had a real laugh. I think Virginia Tech had a real laugh argument. There was an argument that could be made. Um, th- those. <laughs> Those that time has came and gone. Clearly they've been surpassed by the likes of LSU, Ohio State, Florida, Alabama. But um that said, Virginia Tech does still put defensive backs in the NFL. We had two drafted last week, both was receivers when they came. It's a good story. I just think I think personally it's dead. We look kind of crazy still clinging on to it, but what's your take?
2: I think I don't think it's a, like, it's not something that you can recruit off of. It's not, like, uh, something that Virginia Tech can, like, hang its hat on either. Like, they used to be able to. I don't think they can anymore. And I think the fan base is still latching onto it because it was, like, one of the things that made Virginia Tech Virginia Tech. Um, but I don't think we're there anymore. And, like you said, Ohio State, LSU, Florida, uh, even teams like Washington, have been putting out some really good d b recently.
1: Um,
2: so I don't think we're there yet. I think, you know, we, we, we do put in some guys, and we do develop some three-star guys that get drafted and play pretty well in the NFL, so there's that. But we're not defensive back university.
1: Yeah, when they come down, especially when they come down to DBU, and it comes down to recruiting. Recruits don't want to hear. I mean, they do want to hear it, but – you got to think every three star and above is they want to go to the NFL. Let's be real. These motherfuckers don't want to be scientists. They don't want to be doctors. They don't want to be journalists. They want to be in the the NFL. So when they go on visits, they don't want to hear we can get you in the fifth round. We can get you in the sixth round. They want to hear that they want to go. They go in the first round. They want to hear that shit. And they want to see people going in the first round every year. Now, lucky for us, Caleb Farley did go first round. Um, despite him falling. He almost, you know, there's a lot of shit going on. He could have went second. But uh we have gaps in our first rounds. Like, okay, so before Caleb Farley, the last first round D B we had was Terrell Edmonds. Even Hokie fans didn't think he should have gone first round. Like if we all being real, we was we were surprised.
2: He looks like one of the last in the first round, too. It wasn't like he was a top-ten pick or anything.
1: Yeah, but it's still first. Right. It's still first. And before Terrell Edmonds, it was the Fuller, Kyle Fuller, not not Kendall. Kendall would have been a first round, but we know his injuries and shit. But Kyle Fuller was a first-round pick. But like I say, it's gaps. So you go from 2014 to 2018 to 2021. Meanwhile... Ohio State's probably had a first round since 2014 every year. They probably had a couple first-round DBs and second-round DBs. And I know Alabama had a – go ahead.
2: I think this is the first year that Ohio State didn't have a first-round DB in the past, like, five or six years.
1: And that's because Sean Wade decided to to fucking come back to school. If Sean Wade would have stayed after that, he would have went first round. Mm Mm-hmm. That was real. Who, who advised him? The fuck? Fire him. Yeah, he was getting burnt Ooh. apart. Jesus. Jesus. Shout out to Sean Wade, your burnt ass. Um, but yeah, the Bama's the Ohio State's, they've been putting these first-round people in every year. You can't compete with that. You can't compete. Like, getting dudes drafted is cool, but... To to get better recruits, you got to you got to keep doing it. You got to keep. We're not DBU man. I, I don't I don't mean to be the people. I don't want to be the guy to break people heart and tell y'all Santa Claus ain't real. But we not DBU folks. It's definitely Ohio State or Bama or LSU. Uh, pull the pull the, pull the pull, the, pull the, because not only the not only does Ohio State and Bama and them get you in the first or second round. They do that third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round shit too. It ain't like okay, we got a monopoly on the late round shit though. No, no, they do that too, and the first round stuff. So it, it's not us.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree. I just don't think we're there anymore,
1: right? And 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 coming down the pipeline, um, I think Jermaine Waller will get drafted. I can I can I can confidently say Jermaine Waller will get drafted, but after that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And that Dorian Strong shit, I don't know. He looked good last year, but I don't know. So,
2: right. we haven't even seen Harvey play yet,
1: so Yeah. Shout out to shout out to DJ Harvey, man. Shout out to DJ Harvey, man. Coming all the way from California, all the way out to Blacksburg, Virginia, um maybe, but he he hasn't taken a snap yet. So we don't know. We don't know. But let's move on. Let's move on. We got bet online this week.
0: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: It has tons of sports action as the MLB, NBA, and the NHL are in full swing. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bed Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the greatest sports news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoff. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and we got a new sponsor. Kansas City Steaks. This is going to be very, <laughs> this is going to be a very, very, very interesting. And, uh, this is an inside joke from TP2 stuff. We talk about steaks a lot. You work hard, you play hard. So treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with the Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. From classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American-style Kobe, hard-to-find specialty cuts, and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire the grill. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash-frozen and delivered directly to your home satisfaction guarantee, or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with family while enjoying steakhouse-quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City Strips, juicy steak burgers, all-beef jumbo hot dogs, and even complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to kansascitysteaks.com. And get ten percent off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com. Code SD. KansasCity. Do- KansasCitySteaks.com. Code SD. Are you a steak man? Uh,
2: kind of. I mean, <clears throat> I personally can't really cook steaks for shit. But if I'm out at like a steakhouse or somewhere that has good steaks, I'll order one. But they're expensive, and I'm a college student, so I can't really afford that shit most of the time. But what about you? You like
1: steaks a lot, or what? I like steak, But I am a man of Christ. And don't bring me no uncooked food. I'll I go out I it. You motherfuckers out here that's eating rare steaks. I ain't talking about the medium rare. Now, fuck that. I'm talking about them, too. If you out here eating uncooked steaks, you are a savage, my boy. You need to find your way to Christ like the rest of us. um, See, I'm a child of Christ, man. We eat our food cooked. It says it in the Bible. I eat my shit medium well. They ain't got to burn my shit. Medium well. My food, man. My My grandma would fuck me up if she found out I was out here eating uncooked steaks. Where this shit is all red and shit. Listen, man, I, I want what's best for the people. Find find your way to Christ. Um, find your find y'all way to Christ, man. To, to the people that's eating well done, y'all kind of crazy, but see, I understand that. But to the to the people that's eating to the people that's eating rare, find y'all ways to Christ, man. That's Kansas dot com. SD get ten percent off. Your order free shipping. Um, lots of drama in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers and the in the Packers got beef. Whose side are you on?
2: Uh, oh man, Rodgers, I'd say, and only because uh, I feel like quarterbacks nowadays have a big say in like what the team does. Uh, the elite ones do. Like you know, I feel like Mahomes is in with the GM office and they, they talk about what Mahomes wants and what the GM want. They they collaborate. I don't think the organization takes into account what Rodgers wants. And the reason I say that is if you look at the recent draft picks, it does not reflect that at all. I mean, they took Jordan love last year uh, in the first round and they just haven't been given him the weapons to succeed. So I think it makes sense for him to try and get out. Um,
1: and so I think they should trade him and get him out of there. I I, I don't want to say I'm on Aaron Rodgers' side, but um, I'm, I'm on his side, but I'm not on his side. I'm kind of on the Packers' side too because I'm a big, I'm a big, per, I'm a big component of. You can't trust people, but you always gotta trust people to do what they do. And the Packers ain't doing no new shit. They ain't doing nothing new. This ain't new behavior. Aaron Rodgers replaced somebody, so he should know how the game goes. Right. He shouldn't be surprised that they trying to actively replace him. Should they have let him in on some of the personnel decisions? They feel like no. They feel like whatever, whatever our decisions, we've been a winning organization. The Packers got more history than damn near every team in the NFL. So I think the Packers feel like from generation to generation this is just how we do it. And um, I don't know, man. Aaron Rodgers, the latest realize, listen, it's a hard pill to swallow when you when you wake up and you realize this game is going to move on without your ass. And they're going to keep on keeping on, the Packers we're talking about. But I do feel for Aaron Rodgers because it's like, damn, they did let go some receiver that he liked that he had, like, 20 career catches or some dumb shit. If that's, your, if that's Aaron Rodgers' man, let him keep keep his mans. Like, some of the shit the Packers was doing was just disrespectful. Like, when they fired Aaron Rodgers' QB coach, why the fuck would you fire Aaron Rodgers' QB coach? What the fuck? If that's Aaron Rodgers' friend and he's the QB coach, keep him on the staff, because what the fuck is he teaching Aaron Rodgers in between snaps? I mean, in between drafts, that Aaron Rodgers don't know. What's Is he telling about? Aaron Rodgers, like, oh, well, your footwork was kind of, like, man, bitch, like, listen, collect your check, shut the fuck up, be my friend. So, fire the QB coach. Cause you, a QB coach can't help Aaron Rodgers. A QB coach probably there to help the backup, but keep some of the, keep Aaron Rodgers' friends around. Like, stop, don't be dickheads about it, like, that's how I feel, but as far as the Packers organization, they're not doing no new shit, no new behavior. You ain't, ain't surprised. It shouldn't be surprising. Uh, yeah, no, I
2: feel the same way, but at the same time, I think they should, you know, change with the times.
1: I mean, yeah, but they they went to the NFC Championship just last year, doing what they do.
2: Right, but I mean, you could argue that. They definitely should have won that game. And maybe if they had more weapons or drafted better, maybe they maybe they win that game, they win the Super Bowl. Maybe that's what Aaron Rodgers thinks, too. Maybe maybe the reason that he's so pissed off is, is in his world, he believes, hey, if we had another guy outside of Devontae Adams, we're in the Super Bowl and we win that game. And that's why he thinks, I got to go somewhere else.
1: It's possible, But he did have an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl last year and me personally, I felt like Aaron Rodgers, I felt like I felt like he didn't play shitty. The thing about Aaron Rodgers is he like Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers are real slick in a way because they can smell an ale from like the third drive of the game. Both of them. They're both real smart. They know when the L comes. So they the type of motherfuckers that be like, okay, listen, Let me rack up the completion. They don't mean shit. I'm going to get 40 completions that mean nothing and a loss. So when it's time to start giving out punishment, okay, your numbers look good enough. What the rest of you motherfuckers, what the rest of y'all do? And then you blame Kevin King and you blame this person and you blame that person because at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers and and Peyton Manning are always going to have 50 completions out of 51 attempts for 20 yards and no picks. They're going to always do that in a loss. In a loss, not in a win. They'll just gobble up the completions. All right, I'm going to just dump this shit down. Y'all the motherfucker. we're going to lose and it ain't going to be my fault. I'm going to dump this shit down. I'm going to throw 30 fucking completions um, and get the blame off me. I think people overblow how well Aaron Rodgers played in that game. When they come to having that dog, Aaron Rodgers didn't have his shit. That's why they lost. It ain't had nothing to do with no Kevin King. Kevin King ain't losing on that game. Aaron Rodgers lost that game. But, uh, you know, you can't tell these motherfuckers nothing. Man.
2: So what do you think – how do you think the situation ends? Do you think it's going to end with the the Packers refusing to trade him and he just enters retirement? Or do you think they on, trade him?
1: Aaron Rodgers will be in a Green Bay Packer uniform whenever they season starts because what's Aaron Rodgers' options? Option A – he got to retire and give back how many million? 20-something million? He ain't doing that. Option number two, he goes to Green Bay and acts like James Harden. That NBA shit don't work in the NFL. He would take, Aaron Rodgers would take the biggest ill of his life. If he were a legendary Green Bay Packers quarterback, goes to training camp and acts like a dickhead, he would lose the fans. At the end of the day, the fans that love Aaron Rodgers, but they Green Bay Packers fans. They was fans of the Packers before Aaron Rodgers was thought of. They're gonna side with the team come summertime because they're gonna say, look, man, I know you're mad and shit, but you here now. So what the you got what the fuck? You you, you can't force your way out. The NFL is different. The only person I seen force their way off for NFL team was Carson Palmer for the Bengals. He forced his way out of the Bengals. And the only reason why he was able to get off the Bengals is because the the fucking Oakland Raiders gave up like two or three first-round picks for him. Aaron Rodgers is going to command 50 first-round picks and that contract. Nobody's doing that. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Packer next year. 100%. Write this shit down. Screen capture this. Aaron Rodgers will be a Packer in 2021.
2: Do you think if he... So- Okay, so he, st- he's, he stays on the Packers. They don't, they don't trade him. Do you, you think at that point he submits to the Packers and plays, or do you think he just goes the route of like, acting? Because I've heard a lot of people say that, yeah, he could, he could lose that $20 million, but his acting career, he could actually make way more than that $20 million. Do you think he just leaves, or do you think he actually stays and plays?
1: Aaron Rodgers plays football because he wants to be the GOAT. I don't think it's about money. I know I just said he'd just give up twenty million to retire, but the thing is, he's not gonna retire. He wants to be mentioned up there with Tom Brady. No, it's only Tom Brady. The mother motherfuckers. No, he wants to be up there with Tom Brady. He plays for legacy at this point. So his whole thing is, he's not gonna. He's not. He's at, at the end of the day, he's gonna play ball. He's gonna. They're gonna have a meeting. Him and the Packers and. Everybody going to apologize. He going to apologize. They going to apologize. They going to say, sorry, we shouldn't have fired your friends. We shouldn't have cut your fucking wide receiver friend. We had like 20 catches. And um, next draft, we'll draft 60 receivers. And he going to apologize too. And they going to move on, keep it pushing, and they going to continue to lose in the playoffs together like the Packers always do. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I thought it was interesting that the the news about it came out on the day of the draft, and I was thinking maybe it was,
1: that was Rodgers like
2: telling them like, "Hey, it's, it's draft day. I'm yeah. getting get draft my guys."
1: Right. And, oh no! Shout out to Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is a cold, calculated motherfucker. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers for being cold, calculated, petty, all of that. To have this come out on draft day. Um. He showed up at the Kentucky Derby looking like uh, a fucking villain out of an anime, acting like he didn't know. This. I don't know how this shit got out. You know how it got out, bro. But uh, that's Aaron Rodgers, man. Cold calculated. He's he's a villain. He know, he knows how to be the villain. And
2: they did end up taking a wide receiver. They took one in the third round, Amari Rodgers, from Clemson.
1: All right. So. But uh, the thing about Aaron Rodgers, and, and, P- and I hear the fans. I hear the fans when they say they need to get Aaron Rodgers receivers. But the thing about Aaron Rodgers is, if he don't know you or if he don't like you, he not throwing you the ball. So they oh, you just get him receivers. Why? So he can just not throw to him, and y'all got motherfuckers to blame. Yeah, exactly. He's not throwing to the. I uh, I will bet my life. Amari Rodgers has less than fifty catches this year.
2: Amari Rodgers. I,
1: I'm almost I'm almost willing to say he go less than. 40, but they throw, they do throw a lot. He might get 40 catches. This is a 17 game season, mind y'all. Amari Rodgers won't sniff 50 catches. People talk about, he needs receivers. He don't need no fucking receivers. He always got receivers. The media tricks people into thinking that the Packers never got receivers, and they do. Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers in the NFL. The the one who the other kid, Mark, uh, Valdez Scantling, one of the fastest receivers in the NFL, they be having receivers. Randall Cobb could play, he was the best slot receiver, one of the best slot receivers. Jordy Nelson was a monster when they had Jordy Nelson. What, what do you mean? He, he got no receivers. He, they keep them from receivers. Mm-hmm. They also have seen I don't know. A- maybe I'm a 49er fan, and maybe some of my 49ers, but I don't. I know Aaron Rodgers got the talent, but he don't be having that dog all the time. Yeah, I agree. I be th- I be thinking he I be thinking he having enough. Aaron Jones is a good running back. He be having backs. He have a line. When when when's you seen Aaron Rodgers running for his life?
2: No, he's always got like fucking five seconds in the pocket.
1: Great protection. And he not to get the ball out quick. He can get the ball out quick, but he's a person that's looking to do other shit out, outside of the play. You don't be seeing everybody just getting killed out
2: there. So I, I don't know. I think it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with the whole situation. If,
1: it will be if I would
2: bet, I don't think personally. You 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 say he's gonna play for the Packers next year. I think I don't know if I'm gonna we're gonna see him take a snap for the
1: Packers. He's playing for the Packers. If <laughs> if, if 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 he had one year left on his contract. I would, I would, okay, I entertain him trying to go somewhere else, but he ain't got no options. This is the NFL. I know that I know the NFL is now starting to do the player empowerment, and the players are starting to be like, we got value, and and we got this. Man, Deshaun Watson said he wanted to leave, and seventy five masseuses came out like he raped me. I'm telling you, dog. Like the NFL is different. Uh-huh. These owners is not about to stand for this shit.
2: No, it is. They true. are not
1: about to stand for this player empowerment shit. Not when you got three and four years on your contract. They, it are not going. It
2: is true. When's the last time, uh, like a, a player demanded a trade that had a large contract that actually got traded? Because I don't, I can't really think of. Like it. I said, I mean, Carson Palmer is, Carson
1: Palmer is the only person I've seen shoot his way out of a franchise. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was either a bum. Or a distraction. And Aaron Rodgers got, he got too much positive clout to become a goofy just to get traded. If he's willing to take it there, I doubt it. But if he's willing to take it there, like I said, he loses fan support. But that's the only way I can see it. And he would have to act like he would have to be a complete dickhead during training camp. I mean, like, Remember when uh, Andrew Bynum, I think he played for the Lakers, and they said in practice he was on some dickhead shit. Like every time he touched the ball, he shot it, no matter where he got it, whether it was half court, full court, like just to be a dickhead, he did that. So Aaron Rodgers would have to – they would have to snap him the ball and he would have to just throw it, no matter what – no matter the play ain't set up yet nothing. He like he would have to be on some Andrew Bynum level dickhead. He would have to achieve that to get traded.
2: Yeah, and then he would get he wouldn't really get traded for as much as he would because his
1: trade value right. would drop. But yeah, I think Yeah and he, he would look like the ultimate bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so. I don't think. He'll, 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 Aaron Rodgers will be playing for the Packers in twenty twenty one. You can bookmark that. All right. Well. What else we got going on in the world? We got
2: Floyd versus uh, Logan Paul. And uh, that's going to be going on in Miami on Sunday, June 6th. It's in Hard Rock Stadium. Do you watch a lot of boxing?
1: I do. I'm a huge boxing fan. Um, I'm 34, so I grew up watching boxing. I'm I'm a lot older than people think. People think I'm a a young nigga. No, I'm in my thirties. I watch a lot of boxing. I'm a boxing fan. I'm not a. I'm not like a. I almost say Dow or a boxing fan, but I'm a boxing fan. I watch boxing very often.
2: And, and um, well, the thing is, like my 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 dad like never watched boxing, and so I would kind of watch it here and there. I watch the big, like the real big fights. Um, but what do you th- What do you think about Floyd taking this fight? versus logan paul like if he if he loses this fight does this ruin
1: his career well he's not gonna lose um it's this is i don't like that floyd mayweather is boxing a youtuber um for the mere fact of it's floyd mayweather like he's considered the goat so He's Floyd Mayweather's not a knockout artist. He's not gonna look to knock anybody out. I'm about to give y'all the Okie doke because it's gonna happen, and then when it happens, everybody's gonna be surprised. Floyd Mayweather is gonna set this shit up where they can have two fights, maybe even three fights. Floyd Mayweather is gonna let this motherfucker fight as aggressively as possible for four rounds and then. This kid is never going to touch Floyd Mayweather for the rest of the fight. And he's going to make it just arguable enough. Jake Paul, Logan Paul, one of these kids, I don't know, have big YouTube fan base, big ass fan base. Just enough motherfuckers that's are crazy enough to want to bat a shit twice. Floyd Mayweather is making $100 million for this fight. You better believe he's going to want to do it again to, against a person that can't, can't hurt him, a person that can't hit you. Man, listen, Floyd Mayweather is setting motherfuckers up for the okie doke. Their first fight going to go like this. He's going to let that motherfucker swing, swing, swing his heart away. And he might even hit Floyd a couple times. And for the rest of the fight, it's going to be a boxing lesson. He's not going to beat the shit out of the kid. He's going to box with him. And the fight going to end, Floyd going to win, and the internet going to go crazy. The internet going to burn down. How the fuck Well, it's even crazy that the YouTuber even won some rounds off Floyd? I'd have seen this shit for years now, and they going to set it up and do it again, and that's when Floyd going to clean up. Like, I like, let me go ahead and burst this kid. Floyd is setting y'all motherfuckers up. Do not buy that bullshit pay-per-view. Please.
2: You don't think you're going to watch it?
1: I'm going to watch it. I'm just going to pay for it.
2: Get it offline or somewhere.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Pirates doing it for the culture.
2: Yeah, that's how I usually do those fights. I've, I don't think I've ever bought an actual fight, other than I me bought and my, fights. I've
1: definitely bought fights. Uh,
2: the Pacquiao one, but that was, I think that was mm-hmm.
1: the last one I, I bought. Yeah, I, I, I will definitely not back. Listen, you're making a mockery of the whole situation. Have you ever seen Michael Jordan? play one-on-one with... Who was a hot celebrity from the 90s? I'm trying to think of a hot... Celebrity. DMX or some fucking body, and it's a good... We're going to play one-on-one, and... Uh, no. 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 Because it don't make fucking sense. Because we know you're going to win. So, um... I've been seeing that, like, what if what if Floyd gets knocked out? Floyd's not going to get locked out. This person is a YouTuber. Th- that on Nate Robinson, I don't because they both be fighting. So beating up on these random people is different than fighting somebody. Floyd Mayweather has been fighting his whole life, his en- entire life. You cannot do some shit for a year and a half and then compete with somebody that's been doing that's dedicated their life to it. Right. Boxing is a, boxing is a science. Um, and when you got Floyd, probably started boxing when he was fucking five years old. Mhm. This kid from YouTube been boxing for what a year and a half. Yeah, I mean Floyd's 44. He was 26. All right. And 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 that would mean any that would mean something if that kid is a boxer. <laughs> it don't mean it, 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 they here to steal your money people. Let's get let's cut the bullshit. They're here to steal your money. Don't give it to them. Pirate this shit. Be smart. What else is going on? Or was that pretty much it? I th- think that's it. I think that's all we got. Unless,
2: unless you got anything else.
1: That's it for V Fridays, everybody. Thanks for rocking out with the Best Virginia Tech Podcast in all the lands. Um, oh, yeah. Shout outs to all the listeners. Shout out to all our supporters. Um. Shout shout out shout outs to uh, shout outs to everybody, man. Got to love everybody. Anything last you got to say for the people?
2: Yeah, I just want to say shout out, Ike. I hope you listen to this podcast. I told you that Caleb Farley was going to get drafted before Greg Newsom.
1: Ike, Ike lied. Ike lied. Ike lied. We got to get Ike on Dona Fridays with his lying ass. <laughs> shout out to Ike, man. Ike Ike, one of the few UVA fans I fuck with, though. Hell yeah. But that's it, man. Till next time, man. God bless.